I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have yet discovered. I'm a superhero, Mama. A real-life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We'll make you a superhero. Are you ready to become a hero? Initiating surprise in three. This two is one. The Real Brian Show. Yeah, it is The Real Brian Show, and it's Superhero Friday, so today we're bringing you everything that you could possibly imagine, and also absolutely nothing. Actually, we'll cover some pretty sweet topics today, like computer hacking skills, bow hunting skills, relationship skills, Jedi skills. Let's rock it! You know, I, I do get pretty excited because it's Friday. I like Friday. Fridays are exciting. I mean, I, I don't know. Do you like Fridays? Superhero Fridays. I sure do. They are the best. Right. So uh, I'm the real Brian. I'm back by popular demand. I am Miss Light. Well, yeah. And people were just going, dude, she's awesome. Why why don't you have her on more often? Thanks, people. Oh, just kidding. <laughs> I like it. I'm enjoying it. Why wouldn't I come back? Oh, no. You're fun. You had to compliment me. And so I had to come back on the show. And now I'm never going to be able to get off again. Is that kind of what you were trying to say? <laughs> no, it's fun. I love it. Good good times. Are you, are you like... I love it. Being serious? Yes. Okay. Well, hey, that works. We've got some sweet guests coming on today you know well one okay yeah yeah he's a pretty awesome guy yeah uh yeah it's gonna be fun i'm drinking a tea right now it's actually a tea from the tree oh the bark tea it's bark tea and i can never remember it's like from south america somewhere yeah and i can never remember the name of it because it's one of those you know um span oh espanol Uh no russian (laughs) okay let me explain this really quick this one (laughs) I, first, I have to tell you about my tea really quick. Okay, your tea, yeah. My tea is bok tea, iced chai with toasted coconut and almond milk, sugar-free. Dang. It's made locally good. here in Boulder. Mm, that mm. sounds really good. I might give you a sip, maybe. Mm. Don't know. I think mine's... Well, I don't actually I was going to say, I think mine's healthier, but actually, we might be in a tie for that one. I'm just saying. Wow. So, we were out over the weekend, and there's these two people who uh, were trying to talk to this this lady who worked at this place we were at. Mm-hmm. And it was really funny. Um, and she's like, Espanol? And they're like, no, Russian. <laughs> like, I think that's the only language, <laughs> the only words they knew. They were trying to ask for an interpreter, I believe. <laughs> no, no, she was asking, Are, do you speak Spanish? Right, so she could help them interpret. Yeah, the- and she's like, Espanol? No, Russian. I'm like, in, th- not, even close, <laughs> not even close. Not even close. I mean, it's one thing if if it's like, Espanol, no, you know, like Cuban or I, I don't know. Maybe they speak Spanish. I actually don't know what Cubans speak. Isn't it? a? I think it's Spanish, but I know that they have different dialects, so I can understand that or I can understand maybe a different country in, in the area, mm-hmm. but Russia and uh, Mexico or any of those. Not even close. No, yeah. And I don't believe they probably had a Russian interpreter on site. I'm, I'm going to say no on that one. Yeah. Probably. We're trying to find location here at, at this art museum. Star Wars. Well, We're looking for Star well, Wars. We actually found it. It yeah. was fantastic. Well, we'll we, we found it. And I, if I knew more Russian, I don't know much. 
I know the accent because apparently I talk in a Russian accent on my sleep. You do. But other than that, I <laughs> don't know much Russian yet, so I'll work on that. So the next time that I somehow see these people, probably never. If I do, or if I come across any other people that speak Russian, we can have a conversation. Life skills. Yeah. Spasiba. I know that, but I mean. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I know some other words I can't share here. Yeah, do not. We have yeah. to bleep you out. Oh. It is a tradition here now, second week in a row, to share our joy of Fridays with you. Yeah, come on. Come on. Ready? Thank God it's love this guy's voice. Thank God it's oh, man, it's just glorious. Glorious. So let me tell you this. Uh, for those of you who actually celebrate Fridays on Thursdays, because you know, Thursday's Thursday, the, new, the Friday. new Friday. Yeah, exactly. Nobody works on Fridays anymore. Have you noticed that? I do. Well, okay. Usually. Some people don't. I, I've noticed that uh, a lot of people just, you know, they're just screwing around on Fridays. and Who wouldn't want a three-day weekend if they could? You know, so I heard this conversation recently. This was very, very sad for me. I hear the people, you know, who are you know, they hate their jobs, oh. the constant long day, uh, which interestingly enough, I, I didn't even plan this, but I'm um, coming up on Monday. I'm going to be talking about the abundant versus poverty mindset. Oh yeah. That's <laughs> which, a good one. Yeah. And it's something I, I see a lot, but it's the whole, Oh, you know, how, how was it going? Or how was your day today? Oh, long day, crappy week. What a word, you know, the worst, lo- worst day of my life, you know, all kinds of stuff. It's just, you hear that. And then you'll hear the people that are living for the weekend, you know, can't wait for the weekend. Oh my gosh, thank God it's Friday. I mean, I like Fridays, but I like all days. That's right. And it, it's amazing though, how many people really hate the majority of their life or, well, or what they're doing in their life. Why can't they change it or change well, their outlook on it at least? See, that's a good question. Is it an outlook? Is it an attitude? Which is why I'm talking about this on Monday. Mm. Is it a circumstantial thing that actually is a negative or even a, an unhealthy scenario that you should get out of? Could be. But I hear it a lot. So I'm going, okay, hold on. Is it the cool thing to say now is oh, I had a crappy day or I hate my job? Is that, like, is that the in thing? And people feel sorry for you and say, oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Or is it just the, you know, well, I, you know, my boss beats me or I'm sure they don't. Okay. Verbal abuse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the, verbal abuse from the boss. That's I mean, that, that's possible. That's not funny. No, it, it's hilarious, but not really. Um, is that possible or is it simply I just have a bad attitude and maybe it's time to change my attitude and my outlook on life. Hmm. Everyone has to evaluate that for themselves probably. Yeah. Okay. We, I, can, we can challenge. I just, I hear it a lot. Yeah, I know. Just curious. All right. Well, there you go. Well, I, I will say this and, and I'm going to say this, which is with as much abundance as possible here. Okay. Go for it. Then I'm really glad February is almost over. I know you don't like this month. No. And here's why. But every day is a huge gift. Well, I know. And I've enjoyed every day to the best of my ability. But the one thing that I do not like about February in Colorado, it is dry, really, really dry. It is. And very windy. It is. All the time. And not just not like, like every day, not just like five to 10 mile an hour winds. We're talking like 75 to 100 mile an hour winds. They're not like that every day. A lot. Because the other day it was quite peaceful. I said, let's go outside and enjoy. So that's a rarity. I, I don't remember having too many days in February where you go outside and it's 60 to 70 degrees, sunny, complete blue sky Isn't with no wind. It's like, this is perfect. Fantastic. This is like paradise. <laughs> and then the next day it's, you know, hundred mile an hour winds again. And I'm going, ah, I don't like wind. Luckily we have shelter. I know. And we have a humidifier. So we're good on both. Yeah, those I know. Things. I know. I just, but that, so that's the one thing. Now, granted, March can be that too, but we usually see more snow in March. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
and it's St. Patrick's Day. Spring snow, which is fun because then I get to have corned beef and cabbage. Oh yeah, which I love. Oh, you do. Yeah, and we have a friend that loves it, and we go over there usually and get together with all of them. And you have Guinness and Gouda bread. Oh, I know. I'm just making you want oh, some right you, now. Gosh, dang <laughs> it! And it's uh okay. Let me explain this. So that remember that Great Harvest uh-huh. interview? They do this in October and in March. That's it. You can only get it on Thursdays. Only on Thursdays, right? That's that's the I used to live by that motto. Only on Thursdays. You can only get it on Thursdays Mm -hmm. for two months out of the year. And it is this giant loaf of bread. Mm -hmm. And they basically, as they're baking it, it's baked with Guinness beer Mm -hmm. and also giant chunks of (laughs) smoked Gouda cheese throughout the entire loaf of bread. I mean, giant. We're not talking like flavor or like, oh, I think I see a morsel. We're talking like half of a cheese wheel in your bread. You are in cloud nine. So good. I'm so excited. So that's something to look forward to in March, I yeah, guess. That's another reason I like. And in March Madness. Oh, yeah. I like March Madness. Oh, yeah. Big fan of that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, you can be glad we're almost done with February. If that's the way you want to look at it. I'm so, so excited. Very close. Okay. Very, very, very close. Okay. Well, I just want to say thank you to a listener from Texas who wrote in and they were telling me that I am probably not a nerd. I had commented on that last show. I know. That's offensive. Well, okay. So according to Wikipedia, nerd is a descriptive term often used pejoratively, indicating the person is overly intellectual, obsessive, or lacking in social skills. So that's not me either. No, I know. But it says, you know, they may spend time on, you know, technical or abstract topics of fantasy or fiction, and they may also be shy, quirky, and unattractive, (laughs) and they may have trouble, difficulty participating in sports. said, although originally derogatory, (laughs) nerd is a stereotypical term, but as with other pejoratives, it has been reclaimed and redefined by some as a term of pride and group identity. So I'm going to say that I'm not a nerd, but I actually appreciate everyone who is. And dearest real Brian, I'm surrounded by them, including you at times. Well, so let me, let me just kind of go along with that explanation. Now, years ago when we were doing radio, we had... Well, okay. So nerd was starting to become cool. Yeah, this was, this was about then, right? That's the reclaiming part. That I just this is about, about five years ago, maybe five or six years ago. Yeah. The term nerd was becoming cool mm-hmm. again. Well, nerd. actually never for the first time ever. Nerd pride, nerd pride. Right. Mm-hmm. So my friend and I, we're going to call him Yanni pistol shot because you know, at night he yawns, right? Never mind, Johnny pistol shot. That was a bad joke. Anyway, he and I came up with the idea of embrace your inner nerd mm-hmm. back in college. And little did we know how much meaning that would actually have today. But I look at that because yeah, that term nerd was probably designed. I don't know, somewhere it's been a while. Silicon Valley. They're talking about people that are really into computers, sure. and, you know, making a lot of money and that's kind of where it first started. But what they would try to do is they would try to denote, okay, you, are you a nerd? Are you a geek? Are you a dweeb or a dork? And they, they started, I mean, everybody was coming up with all this different stuff. Technically, I would fall in between geek and nerd, but then also neither, if that makes sense, which is why I am such an anomaly because I, I mean, I really don't fit into a lot of these things. Like it said, it's changing. So now nerdy can be considered desirable, like person who's intelligent, respectful, interesting, and able to earn a large salary. So it's definitely, there's a wide range of who you are. I don't really think even it means much anymore. This is what I'm talking about with the inner nerd. Okay. We all nerd out about something. Mm-hmm. To me, you nerd out about something, which means you you can obsess and obsess. I don't like to use the word obsess because that's that can go too far, right? You're very so into it, you enjoy it. You're really into it. You're a big fan of it. You show your pride. Mm-hmm. That's my idea of embracing your inner nerd. 
there's a time where things go beyond that into the the outer nerd or as I call the mega nerd or the super nerd. And that's not necessarily a good thing. It can be, I guess, but it depends. Yeah, yeah. But we all do nerd out about something. Mm -hmm. And so I think the idea is to respect people regardless of what they nerd out about Mm -hmm. and what they look like. Because, you know, some people have just never been taught proper hygiene. Well, and that is true. Or they don't care. Well, and we'll talk about this a little bit later too, but a couple activities we have done recently, primarily you would maybe say, quote, nerdier people do, but you are just loving it. And I was appreciative oh, yeah. as we got closer, you know, to those two. So it opened my eyes to a whole new realm of possibility. Well, and, and who's to say something is nerdy or not nerdy? It's kind of a condescending attitude, isn't it? But seriously, I, you know, this is an interesting idea because I was thinking about this, that I'm going to jump to this really quick because it's kind of funny, but you know, I'm always updating my music and my, my main mix and everything on Spotify. I haven't found too much in the last week that's spectacular, but I started fine tuning. This is more of a, of a joke, more for nostalgia. The idea my nineties mix. Oh yeah. And I'll talk about that in a minute because there's something in there that I think is interesting, but I remembered, I'm like, oh yeah, I loved the band Roxette. Mm, oh yeah. From, you know, from the night they were eighties and nineties, I guess. Sure. And I remember one time as a kid, saying, you know, I'm listening to rock set or something and I got totally made fun of. Oh, and you know, so that I wouldn't ever admit what I was ever listening to ever again, unless it was what was deemed cool. But that honestly was one of those weird memories I had over the weekend. And I thought what defines whether or not a band or a song is quote cool or not, what defines whether or not star Wars is considered nerdy or not, who cares? Hmm. I don't even understand why this became an issue in the first place. Like for example, you know, we went to the basketball game and I like that. I love basketball and I, I think it's cool. You know, for me, it's cool. But why is it that basketball people and everything surrounded with basketball is associated with cool hmm. and yet everything, you know, surrounding like uh, a, a convention, Comic-Con or something is considered nerdy. You know, you've asked these deep questions that I don't have the answers. Well, to. I don't either. This is, I mean, maybe it's more rhetorical, but I'm just kind of thinking about this. Why is one thing deemed cool and the other one not? Hmm. Power struggle. I think it all has to do with one person says it has the influence and convinces a bunch of other people to follow that belief. Mm -hmm. The leader. It's that simple. Follow the leader. Yeah. Everyone follows. Mm -hmm. That's possible. Well, I'm not going to say anything negative or hurtful or disrespectful. So I would never say like, oh, well, basketball's nerdy. I would never say that because that's disrespectful, but I'll bring a lot of things out here on the show mm-hmm. that I'm going to say are cool and others are going to join well, because right. gosh, darn it. We rock. And we only want the best for everyone for sure. At least I do for sure. All right. So here's another question. As I mentioned, I was kind of, you know, fine tuning my nineties mix, which is kind of hilarious. And, and and we were listening to it in the car and I thought, yeah, I just can't listen to this for very long. You had like four seconds of each song. Like, Oh, enough of that one. Okay. More like 40 seconds, but yeah. But after a six minute song, yeah, I think, you know, skip, skip. It's fun. It's just like, listen to it. And then I'm like, okay, back to the new music. I need and absolutely love new music. Mm-hmm. I like to continue to discover new music. And I, most of the people that I know that are my age, when we were younger, we were all looking at new music, discovering new music. And somewhere along the lines, most of the people that I know that are my age and older got stuck somewhere in a certain era or a style of music or whatever, and haven't ever really advanced to the new stuff since they they don't like the new stuff. And they just listen to the stuff that they grew up with or that they got stuck in 
over and over and over for the rest of their lives. You know like, why? Why? I know why. Okay. I'm trying to figure this one out. I really honestly my, don't understand this. Here's my theory. It harkens back to the time when they were most alive and most enjoying life and most oh. active and most engaged, probably in their young teens, twenties, I would say before the pressures of life wore them down. And it's just memories of happy and fun and hanging out with your friends and probably it's good memories. Oh, wow. That's well, that makes sense. If that's true, that's sad. Well, I mean, it could, I mean, you're right. And an unwillingness to change with the times. Like some people I'm pretty set in my ways. I mean, I like structure. I like it to be predictable. I mean, I like new things too, but not everyone does. And I know familiarity is something there. There's something to be said about that. People, you know, I know that song. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, you go to a, a, I don't know, a wedding or dance or whatever, you know, they want to play familiar songs periodically because that's what people, they know that they know sure. what to do in the new stuff. They don't know what to do. So, I mean, I understand that too. Socially awkward. I don't know. What am I supposed to be doing right now? So really it could be a series of things where there's the familiarity aspect. There's the, yeah, like you said, you like structure, you like set in your ways kind of thing. You don't necessarily like a lot of change mm-hmm. and a lot of new music is a lot of change. Okay, I'll throw in a third one there or a fourth one, I guess. But nostalgia is for me. So like when I'm listening to music that I grew up with, for me, it's nostalgic. It's fun. I'll even remember events surrounding that song. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, I saw them in concert or whatever. But I know personally that if I live in those days and I live in those memories, it destroys my present. It's not mindful. No. And I know that because I've been there. You can either look behind or too much far ahead and not enjoy the moment where you are. Yeah, because if you're listening to something, you know, like I, I've, I've brought this up. I love Peter Schilling and I listen to him at Christmas mm-hmm. and it's so funny because now granted this album was from 1989 and I was not listening to it in 89. I was listening to it later, but it was when I was in college that I was actually listening to this album because I had first been introduced to him. And so when I listen to that album, it brings me back all those years ago. Sure with all those memories. And one of the things that I, I, especially even this last year, this last Christmas is like, I like Peter Schilling and it has good memories and it's happy, mm-hmm. but I cannot live in those days. I have to live in the present. And if Peter Schilling is part of the present, then that's great. And if not, then I, don't, I can't listen to it or I shouldn't, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's a really good point because if that brings you back to the quote glory days or when life was alive and today life, like we just got long that, day. Yeah. That question I asked in the beginning, like, Oh, I don't know. I think, I think it's in your outlook. I think in, in how you structure your life now, you know, are you appreciating every moment, even those windy cold days in February, or are you only looking for the future or only looking in the past? I don't know. It's, it's a challenge. There's this whole class we can take at our workplace about mindfulness and where they have you breathe, stop what you're doing, intentionally breathe, focus your mind, you know, cause we get crazy brain all the time going 16 different directions and multitasking and, <laughs> to complete the course I think is really hard for us at our work because we're constantly interrupted with things coming in and out. And so even to sit there and breathe and not focus on something for 30 seconds <laughs> is a challenge, but I can apply it, you know, in ways today I'm going to enjoy today and be present with the people I'm present with, which is why I need to put down my screen and focus on their face, etc. Okay. So do you think that people that are present and mindful and living in that moment and practicing what you just said there. Do you think that they tend to live longer, healthier and happier lives I have than actually, the people then that mm-hmm. live in the past kind of thing? I've read research about it. You'll definitely have a better outlook in your life if you're living in the moment with positive like views too. not just this moment sucks, this moment well, sucks, sure. you know, but if you're looking at it, what are my gifts? What What's surrounding me? That's good. Absolutely. Mm hmm. 
you tell your pathways in your brain what to do. That's true. And they'll repeat it. If you say life is terrible and everything's durable, your brain will believe it. Your body will react. You know, your body chemistry will react to that. Or you can tell it the opposite. That is so true. I've been really meditating on the idea of, and again, I'll talk about this on Monday, but the idea of, you know, what you think you become sort of thing, Mm -hmm. you know, as a man thinks, so he is, Mm -hmm. uh, or the idea of the law of attraction, you know, body connection, whatever you're thinking, or uh, as they say, putting out there, that is what comes back sort of thing, you know, the reaping and sowing. I mean, whatever you want to call it, all of those things. I've been, I've been really thinking about that and process and yeah, processing through it because it's like, it, yeah, I, I mean, it, it's a hundred percent true. Every single time, what you think about, how you act, what your attitude is, you know, your what you're dwelling on, and everything, everything comes back, or it becomes more of. Mm-hmm. And we can talk about this a little later too. But I just was in relationship slash marriage kind of, I'm doing a study about that right now. And that is one of the things that said, you know, your, your spouse, you can focus on what they're doing. That's irritating or not good enough, or they forgot to take out the trash or whatever. But it said, if you keep track of not their offenses, but what they do give and what they do put into the relationship and into the home or whatever, then you'll actually start seeing that more and your attitude towards your spouse or your relationship partner will change. Yeah, I was like, Oh, well, like the other day when you brought me a scone, totally unexpected, loved it. And I was like, I should just thank you again for that, you know? And I really, really appreciate it. It made me think, oh, you thought of me when you weren't, when we weren't together. And, mm-hmm. you know, just, it made me in a happier frame of mind rather than make, well, you didn't do this or that. I mean, like anyone can nitpick that stuff forever, but yeah, no, that's not helpful. So we can change our attitude and emotions just by leading with our actions. And then our mental shift occurs. Our emotions follow our mental shift. Totally. So, yeah. Well, they've said that, you know, and uh, even in business advice that if you're coaching somebody or yeah, it, it really does come down to coaching is it's stop focusing on what they're doing wrong mm-hmm. and focus on what they're doing right. And the more you tell them what they're doing right, the more right they'll do. Sure. And by, Versus by when default, you, the not right falls away. Exactly. But when you focus on this is what you're doing wrong all the time, then they try to stop doing what they're doing wrong, but they keep doing it and then they get more frustrated with themselves and they never really win. Uh, And that's interesting because that's, I mean, shoot, I've been a recipient of that, not just in business coaching, but in general, both sides. And you know, the, the coach, we talked about this in sports, the coach that's yelling at you and telling you to, you know, that never worked for me. Yeah. I would do worse if that person would yell at me and tell me I was sucking, (laughs) you know, but they would say, man, that was, that's what you did. Right. That was a good one. Do, Do more, more of that. that. Then I would, it was the weirdest thing. So yeah, it's yeah. I like that. All right. So I, you know, we, we tend to always talk about eating foods and drinking good drinks and stuff, but we never talk about being hairy. Oh really? Yeah. Cause you know, Wookiees do. Oh yes. It's the Wookiee way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're going to talk about Wookiees and star Wars and all that shortly more. Uh, but I decided now this is last week though, because mm-hmm. you know, the, the show title today, eat, drink and be hairy. <laughs> the Wookiee way, you know, it's a, it's a fantastic thing. I just want to, I want to encourage that right now, but I decided not to shave for, you know, a while. Then you, that is true. Yeah. Yep. You sure did not. Yeah. And, and I, I was starting to get itchy and I don't <laughs> like that. I think and, you were scaring the dog. Yeah. And then finally my legs are smooth now, but oh, oh no, 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 no. I'm talking, yeah, I'm talking about my face. Just kidding. So I hate shaving smooth. that burns the skin. We already super talked sensitive. about your sensitive skin. Yeah. So I like the, the trim aspect, but what I mean, was it kind of a Wookiee thing? Was it the in thing for the Star Wars crowd? Did it make me look homeless or what? Yeah, it didn't really 
it wasn't working for you as well as I wished. Sorry. Okay. It's just too much, too scruffy. So I couldn't pull the Oliver Queen thing off. Well, no, because you don't shave clean shaving all the time. You do that little stubble and that looks okay. But when it gets to be a certain inches or inch or whatever, you know, it just doesn't look right. I think you you can go ahead and shave and, and we'll all be happier. Okay. That's fine. All right. But speaking of heads up. Yeah. So part two, last week I mentioned heads up, you know, look up, enjoy the view, the beautiful moon, the sunset, sunrise, all that. So my part two for this week is that I was bringing my head up, walking my dog again, you know, five oh dark early in the morning. And what do I see coming towards me on the sidewalk? A unicycle, a guy riding a wow. unicycle. And I don't know, they, they seem almost like they're going to fall. Every single pedal is like a off kilter kind of motion. And, and he didn't have a headlight on because I guess there's no handlebars on unicycle. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, he didn't run over me, but I had to jump off the sidewalk so I wouldn't accidentally collide with him. But there you go. Unicycle. See, I have to say that's amazing because first of all, seeing anyone on a unicycle, first of all, how do you even get on that thing? In the dark. Like, yeah, I don't get that. But yeah, to be able to even move that thing in general, impressive. Yeah, he was pedaling away. Yeah. Now this is literally, this isn't like the little training wheel unicycle. This is the full, just one wheel. Only. Oh, yep. He had a wheel and two pedals. That was it. Just him sitting on there. Yeah. It, it, How do you get off? I think you have to like just run. Fall? And maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. What if you had to stop suddenly? Are there brakes on this thing? I, I don't know. Well, I know they're supposed to keep, that's why they they do things where they kind of go back and forth to keep, you know, on the pedals to keep them balanced. Oh, okay. I've seen that before, but again, I don't know how they dismount or mount I, or anything like that for them. I matter. think it'd be very challenging. Yeah. It's like a crane picks them up off, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Are they, Oh, it's like a unicycle dock, like a ship dock. You pull up and there's like these <laughs> things on the sides and you, you know, you grab and you pull yourself off. They need more of those. You know, I don't think cities are friendly to the unicyclists. Yeah. I mean, we're very bicycle friendly, yeah. but I, I don't know if they were unicycle friendly. I don't know. <sighs> it's discriminatory. Should I'd, report that. I, we should. We should totally report that. And I want to say this going back to food for a second here. I just want to say CJ Thunder. He got to experience mod pizza. Yes. Love mod wow. pizza. And those pictures made me so hungry. In fact, I'm getting hungry right now. Uh, but he says we have to try pizza rev. Is that a chain? Uh, I don't know. Oh. Probably. I've never even heard of it, but he said, oh, no, no. Pizza rev is he says mod was awesome, but pizza rev. It's it'll knees, change knees. your life. Oh, well, all right. yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I like building pizza. So there we go. Yeah. I think I would build a pizza for her or something. So Guatemalan three cup. What's that? Let me tell you about. All right. So, you know, my favorite local coffee shop, mm-hmm. they have a couple of new things. One of them I want to try, but let me explain this first of all. They have what they call the coffee blossom honey. Oh, so yeah. what that is is that the, the the bees are pollinating the coffee blossom, the tree blossom basically. So where the coffees grow, but it's their, their blossoms. So they pollinate that to make honey out of that. So you're actually getting a coffee blossom, which it was very good. Mm. Um, it, you know, honey sweet, but it didn't taste overly sweet, but it had almost a florally or a fruity kind of oh, aftertaste. Really, really good though. So what this is, is that, you get two shots of espresso, but they split them up. So you get one that's just the shot of a Guatemalan coffee. Mm-hmm. It's from the Finca estate. And then you take the other shot and they make a, a true macchiato out of it. Not the Starbucks caramel mm. macchiato style, but an actual true macchiato. Um, and then, of course, they do a design. And then you take that that coffee blossom honey and you oh. put it all together. And you could do your little thing that try the different stuff, get the real flavors out of it. That's interesting. It was fun. And I had to try it. Did Be- you have to cleanse your palate in between each one? 
Well, they didn't normally they provide the uh, carbonated sparkling water, whatever that's called. Mm -hmm. They didn't this time. Oh, for that. So that would actually would have been a good idea. And that's something I would recommend to them because it's good. You take a drink. You want to cleanse your palate. You might have some honey. You want to cleanse your palate. And some of you are thinking, oh, my gosh, I just want a Frappuccino. You know, I get it. But if you're if you've ever had true good coffees, cleansing your palate's very important because you really get a chance to, to taste the different flavors. But it's good. I was going to ask you, which of the coffees that we tried over the weekend last weekend did you appreciate? So we went to several little new places, tried several different things. You had your frozen hot chocolate. Well, mm-hmm. see, that's my like dessert drink, mm-hmm. fun drink. And it's from a local dairy that has chocolate cows, chocolate milk. Yeah. Chocolate cows. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. They, they, they exist. It's basically much just like a chocolate shake. They just call it frozen hot chocolate. Cause that sounds fun. Yeah, it really is. It's a chocolate. Yes. It's a chocolate <laughs> shake. I don't know how to explain it. It's With really, cream really good, but it's, it's not like the really sugary mochas that you'll get in other places. It tastes like there's no coffee in it. No, I'm, but it, it, it the chocolate, it, I mean, it tastes so real. It's cocoa and local dairy milk. So it's really mm-hmm. good. So I love that. Yeah. I mm-hmm. got um, an espresso elsewhere, which was okay. It started off good and it ended not so good, but that's unfortunately the quality of the bean, the roast and everything. Um, and then there was another one we got that was good. It was a toffee caramel, toffee nut kind of caramel or something like that. It was pretty good. It was good. It wasn't, wasn't too sweet. I don't do a lot of the sugary drinks anymore though. So if I do a sugary drink, it's like that, frozen hot chocolate's the one to go after. Mm-hmm. And other than that, it's like, I just want some espresso or a good cup of coffee that has the flavors and, or good teas. And yeah, just checking. Yeah. I typically get my non dairy decaf latte, coconut milk. Yeah. Mm, delicious. I can't do coconut milk. I, I do like flax and hemp milk though. I know you do. That's really good. So I love muffins. Yeah. FYI. And I tried a new recipe, which is grain free pumpkin. And of course I had to add chocolate chips because I just love chocolate pretty much probably as much as the real Brian loves cheese. Right. Oh yeah. 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 I'd say so. But you, well, hold on though. So grain free meant nut flour. So yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then they had no sugar refined sugar. It was sweetened with dates. So, Oh, I know. So what okay. did you think of them? Because you're kind of the food critic here. Well, you know, they don't taste like regular flour muffins, so they're not as fluffy or tender or moist or whatever you want to, Mm-hmm. You know, you know what I mean? When you get that, that muffin, they aren't moist enough, but that's the nut flour problem. Mm-hmm. I know that, but the flavor was excellent. You liked it. Yeah. But you know, it's tweaking. And I know this because when, when you've gone from making a flour muffin to a nut flour muffin, mm-hmm. it changes the whole consistency sure. and you have to start all over with new uh, ways to make it more moist. And mm-hmm. I, when I don't know how to do that, I mean, well, I'm, you said applesauce. I did. I don't know. Yeah. Did you, did you add that? Uh-huh. Okay. Well, that was, that helped a little better. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm totally about making recipes healthier. And mm-hmm. I know when it's cookies or like desserts, you're like, what is the point? Just eat the full fat, the full nasty, yeah. sugary thing. I, I don't understand. You and know. I think my, here's my opinion. If you have it healthy, you can have more and not feel guilty about it. So we've gone back and forth on that a lot. Healthy dessert. I mean, that's such an oxymoron. And I it doesn't that. have to be. See, you could have your cake I, and eat it too if it's gluten free. Well, okay. So wild diet, able, that, that was good. Um, <laughs> Abel James, I know he's got his desserts where, you know, you make it with coconut oils or butter. That's what these were. Grass fed butter though. I know. Uh, And then, you know, you'll put in real chocolate and and stuff that that either is sweetened with either maple syrup, honey, or dates. And that is technically healthier. 
I would agree with you. Mm -hmm. So from that perspective, I agree. But here's the thing. It's full fat. All of this stuff is full fat. fat. He still sweetens it with maple syrup, honey, or dates, which I'm all for those, by the way, because they're not not artificial. The quantity of sugar that goes into most. And that I'm okay with. I'm okay with that. But I don't think there's anything. Now, granted, I understand the flour thing because of the of the potential dangers of what we're seeing. You know, I don't know. When it comes to me, dessert is it's a Mm non-essential. So if I want dessert, I don't care. I just want to eat it and enjoy it. But I know that it's not essential. I know that I shouldn't be eating it all the time. So then, you know, the rest of the week I want to eat healthy. I want to have fun, but I don't want to eat something that makes me still crave that one thing. I wish I could have, if that makes sense. This is psychological. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's, it's a, it's all screwed up. Just get, just check in. Yeah. You know, (laughs) I just, I understand though. I understand. You know what? If you can eat, healthier desserts instead of the crap, mm-hmm. but yet don't eat more of them. Right, right, right. Moderation. Then actually you're, you win balance. Hello. Yeah. That's my motto. I'm working mm. on it. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm not perfect at it. I understand. Okay. Well, there you go. There's the food stuff. We enjoyed that. But one thing that kind of goes along with the food stuff is we got to go to uh, one of our local comic book slash game stores mm-hmm. here and uh, they well it's it's not new new but it is new to us they have a new location newer location it's really nice because it used to be this little tiny store and it just had this little room in the back where people are usually playing magic or something like that mm-hmm. but now you walk in and it's almost like an atrium entrance area but it's a coffee shop and there's you know couches and tables and stuff in there mm-hmm. and games and I mean tons and tons of games you can rent and play and people playing games and stuff and then you go in and then there's the store, which is open certain hours. Tons of game tabletop games. We're not talking video games here. Oh, it's, yeah. It's comics, comic books, anything having to do with lore. And think Big Bang Theory and Stewart store. Mm-hmm. Boom. Right there. It's that whole thing. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you go into the back area and there are rooms all over the place where people can rent the rooms and play games and do all kinds. Of, it's really cool. The thing was, it was so interactive. There are a community of people that obviously go there a lot. They meet up with each other. They're laughing. They're having fun They're It's like a community. And, yeah. you know, I'm not familiar with that community at all. I'm I'll play games, but I don't love, love them. And I'm, you know, I just, but it was so neat to see, you know, this is such a great community and you felt really comfortable there and the coffee shop was really fun and yeah and we actually did find a game where we could agree on yeah i try to go for more of the complicated games and, and i and, do not yeah. love those at all Sorry. so we played quiddler which was fun it's like a word game so of course you had to come from behind and beat me my score of course i like word games you love word and you're good at them too it's fun no you're right though it's a, it's an amazing thing and i think what what i think i liked the most about this shop and and how they laid it out is that people, and I've said this, I mean, how many times have we said this? Put the phone down. People were interacting face-to-face yeah. without their screens. Yep. It was, it was impressive. It was incredible. Yeah. And, and you know, you have to, when you're playing a tabletop game, you have to actually look at the person and talk to them. <laughs> oh, yeah. And they were playing some fun games, too. Yeah. They were getting into it. It was well, cool. There, there's kids, all ages, kids, adults, teenagers, oh, 20-somethings, yeah. parents, whatever. Yeah. And then there were people studying too. Mm-hmm. It was cool or working or whatever. I mean, it's, it's like, what a great atmosphere. I envision you Love going it. back. Oh yeah. I'll be there. Very cool. Oh yeah. In fact, I intend to go uh, as soon as I can. And I'll go to the coffee shop with you. Okay. Play Quiddler oh, again. That'd be fun. That's a fun game. Sure. Fun game. 
So we also, the, over the weekend, uh, this last weekend, we got to go down to Denver to the Star Wars. It's called Star Wars and the Power of Costume. Now, this is a Smithsonian exhibit that's doing a little traveling right now. It was in New York prior, and it's been in Denver at the Denver Art Museum now for, I think, since November. And it's there through April. But wow, I mean, we got so many people saying, you need to go see this. You need to try it out. And you need to experience it. And we're like, all right, well, we'll go down to the Denver Art Museum. We'll try it out. We'll see what happens. Um, of course, I was very excited about it because anything to do with Star Wars, right? You're a huge fan. So we went down there. And I don't know the story well enough. I feel bad even saying that, but it's it's, it's offensive. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I've watched a few of the movies, but I just never got into them. I didn't really understand them. But after having gone to this exhibit, I, I'm going to rewatch all of the movies with you because I think I'm really going to appreciate what they did with just the costuming. I mean, from imagining what the character would look like to them sketching all these different storyboards to the texture of the fabric, to how it moves on screen, to how it creates an emotion within five seconds of you seeing it. It's, it was fascinating. And, you know, I'm, I'm admiring the artistry and the creativity and the, the seamstresses. I mean, it's just, it's just really, really well done. You know, I think, something that I never really realized. I mean, you, you know, you know, that there's so much goes into it. You watch the Oscars. They talk about best set designer, best costume, blah, blah, blah. But you don't really understand how much, at least I didn't anyway, how much goes into these things because you know, you think about, Oh, I watched star Wars. It's a great movie. It's a great story. These are great actors and they're wearing cool clothes and blah, blah, blah. And you move on. But do you think about their clothes very often? Exactly. Well, some people do, but you know, I, I never really did to that level. And what I never had realized is, you know, like you said, they, they have this art, Style. So, for example, they'll come up with this this, uh, this concept. Mm-hmm, We're concept. looking for a concept, and then the concept has come up. Then what they'll do is they'll do a ton of research, historical research. Mm-hmm. They'll do cultural research mm-hmm. to find out what what could we make this person see. And in Star Wars, it's fictional. It's futuristic and yet a long time ago. So we have to figure out something that we can somehow associate with as humans so they had some stuff from the Elizabethan era in England, some yeah. of the costuming. And then some was from African tribes. And Mongolia. And some was from Mongolia and a lot of Et cetera. Uh, Chinese. Yeah, it was it was so fascinating. And so they take those concepts and then they got to come up with their own unique concept that's completely new and completely different than anything that has ever been seen. And then not only that, but then they have to create it. Mm-hmm. They have to find the right fabrics, the fabrics that are, you know, going to look like they're, for example, with, Queen Abadala, mm-hmm. regal, mm-hmm. and yet at the same time look right on screen, hang correctly, fit the the character, and also give them the mobility that they're going to need in certain scenes. Right. And then they have to tailor this. Well, then they have to create the outfit, but yet tailor it to the actor. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I just, I mean, I never thought of it like that. It's amazing how much goes into this. And then they had the pieces and parts of the robots and the, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, too. with C3PO and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I don't, it's just fascinating. Well, I mean, even looking at the hair buns on the side of Leia's head, you know, they said that originated with Hopi American Indian hairstyles. Yeah. I didn't know that. Wow. Okay. And they showed little photos of that from national geographic or whatever. It's like, this is so fascinating. And they had the actual outfits and the costumes that the actors wore, Mm -hmm. you know, in the movies and stuff like that. So it was, it was neat. You know, the, all of that stuff was there. It was very, very cool. Um, And I will say that something that I really appreciated from a star Wars standpoint is that, you know, looking at this stuff, hearing the background of it. And then of course, just remembering the movies and understanding star Wars was not just a story. It was a created universe, Mm -hmm. you know, or or some people would say it's a world that was created. 
Lord of the Rings did this too. Down to the smallest detail, really. Yeah, I mean, even creating languages and symbols and other things like that. Like they created a construct, a world, a universe in which everything fit into and would be consistent with each other in. And that's something that I I have a huge appreciation for when it comes to Star Wars. When you watch Star Wars, you feel transported to another galaxy. Mm -hmm. You really do. You really feel like you're in a and everything that they use force and you know, they're pushing people with the force or they're, they're running fast or they're shooting lightning or whatever the case is. And you're like, that's so believable because it's consistent within the world that was created. Yep. And yet other stories, they don't do that as much. It's time and effort and money and exactly. And so you really appreciate those that do. I mean, even just not this week's, but last week's arrow was something that showed me that, you know, you, you create, a DC universe of comic characters. And then yet they spilled over into today and they had this mm-hmm. political issue and then this whole, you know, opinion against, you know, our current president and other things like that. And I thought, wait, this is arrow. You don't even have the same president. You don't even have like, you're in a different it's world, a fictional world, but they're one. crossing over into our reality, which makes, well, now that's inconsistent and that's not believable anymore because wait, which world are you in? Are you in ours? Or are you in yours? Or what's mm-hmm. the point? And there's just, What's the word I'm looking for? It's not consistency, but there's no continuity. Yeah. Believability. I think at that point, it's just like, ah, whatever with star Wars though. And I've said this a hundred times that I feel I can believe that the force is more real to me than anything else than I can with, uh, you know, a bunch of superheroes running around with special powers because of how realistic the world and the universe was that George Lucas originally created. And then of course, everybody else that was involved. So that's, I don't know. That's why I appreciate it. So not just star Wars, Lord of the Rings did the same thing, like I said, mm-hmm. but I appreciate that type of, oh, it's incredible. Well, and it's obviously lived on throughout the years. I mean, the first movies came out in the seventies and then the new, newer ones still have the popularity. So it, it's timeless really. Yeah. I would say. And new ones coming out. Woo-hoo. Oh, December. Mm-hmm. You know where I'm going to be. I can imagine. Yes. And sorry, we didn't get to any toys in the gift shop while we were there. You know, I was really sad about that. I mean, I'm like, <laughs> The gift shop is strategically placed at the end of the tour after like, yes, this is awesome. And then they have this store full of so much paraphernalia. Well, what was uh, now I got to say this kid in a candy shop. Yeah. But, you know, really looking at the stuff, I was like, these are a lot of cheap imitations well, sure. or yeah. not. I mean, they, they might have been Lucas. There's true. Lucas no real lightsabers there. Well, sorry. I, no, I know. But, you know, I there are custom lightsaber builders. Yes, I know. Who have created the real thing. Okay. No, not really. But you know, the hilts they create. And then of course the blades that, and they actually make the blades strong enough that you can duel full on duels Ugh. with the sound effects and everything, you know, and they custom make the hilts. I mean, those are incredible. And these were just, you know, little plastic yep. Walmart kind of Sorry. thingies, unfortunately. So I thought, you know, this could have been an opportunity to have some of those custom makers in there. Mm-hmm. They sell their sabers for, you know, hundreds of bucks. You could easily, people would have purchased those. Probably, so yeah, there were a lot of what I meant, a lot of cheap things that were there more just for like the, the tourist kind of thing. And like I thought the socks and the backpack. Yeah. And I thought, you know, I, 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 the, I, I'm the a big, doll that was $65. That was fun. Oh really? Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. There were some cool things there. Don't get me wrong, but I was like, I don't know, I'd rather go buy a lightsaber. Soon. And we would just it, we enjoyed our experience just being there. And that's what it was about. We spent the money on the experience, not on things yep. for that, which was great. It was incredible. Wow. I totally recommend it. If, if it comes to a, you know, a city near you go for it. Or, you know, if you want to fly to Denver and visit, we can sure. all hang out and it was cool. So you had something you've already kind of touched on this just a little bit, but this idea of how to have a happy and we're, we're 
coining it relationship. Of course, your idea was marriage, but of course we've got, you know, plenty of listeners here who are not married. So, which is fine. Well, yeah, no, I'm just saying, it so there's, we, we're calling it a relationship. So yeah. yeah, any kind of relationship you're in right now, some, some good advice that you wanted to share. Well, I mean, I kind of really already did. It's just more the idea of when you think the best about your partner or your spouse or whatever, you'll see more of that in them. And then you're going to treat them probably more respectfully and better. And then if you're unhappy with the way they're treating you, you're not always keeping track of wrongs. Like, look, if they didn't do that and they didn't do that, then you're more apt to look for those things. Whereas if you're looking intentionally for what they're doing well and what they're giving and what they're sharing with you in the relationship, then more of that comes back in your mind. And that just reflects more positively on your relationship. So is this a Evernote folder that I have full of all the transgressions that you've done? Is that, is that a, is that a bad thing? <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm totally kidding. <laughs> you know, no, I think that that's a really good point. And that's something that you put words to this, but that you're right. That's something we've never done. We've just never been like, well, you remember six years ago on whatever date, you know, you were blah, blah, blah doing this or. I don't think there's anything constructive to come from that. I don't. No, nothing good comes from holding a grudge with keep, anyone. Keep short accounts. I mean, that's yeah. kind of the bottom line of anyone. Yeah. Just keep your, your records there short so you can move on with your life and enjoy positive mental attitude and yeah. more success. You know, okay. So, you know, my personality. So I'm very strong willed. Mm-hmm. I, I was determined. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not hot headed. That's not what I'm looking for. I'm not hot headed at all, but I, I don't take crap either. Strong. Yeah. Strong willed. That's probably the best way to put yeah. it. Now I do have grace. A lot of, gra- I really, I'm trying to, trying to learn that too. I have a lot of grace for people making mistakes, but I am strong willed. And so I've had situations in my past where people have come to me and said, you know, so do you remember when you did this? <laughs> and really? I have to dredge that back up and they're holding it over me and they're ready to, you know, kind of call in a favor or, or, you know, one up me or whatever. And I can tell you in every one of those situations, I have never responded well. Probably not. Nope. I've never shown grace. I've never shown mercy. <laughs> I usually say, oh, well, if that's the way this is going to be, we're going to war. Now, I'm not saying that that's good. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that I don't recommend that. No. It's not advice, but I can tell you that it doesn't ever encourage me. It doesn't elicit any kind of a behavior in me that says, yeah, you're right. I did screw up six years ago. <laughs> you know, I, it's not me going, okay. It's me saying you're picking a fight right now. Yeah, so well. now granted, I mean, I don't know if I'm the only one that thinks like that, but that's what I, it goes back to your point that never once does it come across in any way positive. Nope. It makes me want to retaliate, which I know is wrong, but I'm saying that's what it causes in me. So I'm so glad you don't do that because Try not to. It's a wonderful thing that. Plus, my memory's not that good. Yeah, I'm not gonna remember six years fine. ago. Jeez. Well, but no, but it's a good thing not to. That's the <laughs> thing. It's kind of like, okay, let's deal with this right now. Yep. yep. Let's resolve it, and then let's forget about it. Move on. And if we need to do something differently for next time, different communication style. I mean, gosh, we've gone through that. It's like, we'll do that next time. I, I won't do what I did this time that was negative, or you know, we'll fix it. Yep. So there's this thing that it's part of like, you know, like a strengths finder sort of thing or your, your uh, personality type or what other people will call giftings. Okay. So the term is called gift projection. Call it strengths finder projection or personality projection. It doesn't matter. Personality projections, alliteration. So that's cool. That works. But you know what I'm talking about. So the idea is that what is natural for me because of my personality, my strengths, my gifts, whatever you want to call it may not be natural for you. 
Oh, gosh. So when I say, hey, how come you didn't understand that? Or how come you didn't do that or say that or get that? I mean, I got it. How come you didn't get it? Well, that's because my personality, gifts, strengths, etc. That's natural for me and it's not for you. So for me to, quote, project that on you is completely irrational and not wise because it does. It's not something that's going to come natural to you or vice versa. Well, a, I don't have the benefit of your brain. Yes. So I can't, unless you tell me, I'm not going to know. And B, we both have to bridge to style. That's a term that they use in the disc assessment is bridge to style. So if you're a strong, forceful, go getter, run like the, you know, doesn't matter what trails along behind you. And I'm the plodding, steady, stable. We both have to find a ways to talk to each other about that. You know, can you, can you dial it back just a little bit so we can get on the right path? And you could say, well, could you speed it up a little and we'll meet in the middle and we'll just go, you know, whatever mm-hmm. it is, mm-hmm. but it's called bridge to style. And that's what I think you're talking about. Yep. Well, that goes, that's, that's part of it as well. And not I mean, projecting my personality onto you and exactly. expecting you to act like me. Yeah. Yep. Oh. And I think that's, that's a good workplace strategy too, though. Oh, it is. And most people don't do that because they don't think about it. They all, they all think, well, this is what I know. This is who I am. So why isn't everybody like me? And you know what? I know people that are older that do the same kind of thing. Well, that person's an idiot because they didn't do this. And I thought, well, they didn't do that because you would do that and they might not. Sure. So everybody's different. Like you don't like Star Wars as much as I do. No. Who cares? Some people like sports. Some people, you know, whatever. That's what talking about nerd. I mean, who defines that? Who cares? Like we're all just different. Yeah. And I used to, no, anyway, for, you know, for me, common sense is much more evident than knowing about Chaucer, for example, oh. like I'm not a book smart kind of guy. I'm not going to know all of those classic things that some people are going to know, but I can run circles when it comes to street smarts. That's so good. you know what I mean? Sure. Everyone's different, but the, see, here's the cool part. This is why we all need each other as a community because my strengths are not your strengths and vice versa. And other people's strengths are not my strengths and we all need each other's help. I think that's what we said last week on the show is that if we were the same, then both we, one would be unnecessary. Yeah. We would be the same. So and- boring yeah totally boring so yeah it's a good opportunity to grow and learn and stretch yourself and relate to each other a little differently and i think i would say that this all kind of comes down to communication because that is one thing and again you know me i like to stalk i mean observe people (laughs) haha we talked about this last you know last time about observing i have observed so many relationships whether it's you know, marriages or dating or whatever. So many relationships where communication doesn't exist. Isn't that sad? I don't get it. I mean, you know, granted bridging to style, maybe they don't know how to talk or communicate, but it is so weird to me that people just don't communicate. Like they'll sit there and they'll hold grudges. I mean, I granted again, this is, this is obvious to me. I understand that, but I'm trying to understand why people don't talk, why people won't communicate why people don't say, Hey, I'm going to go do this right now. Or, you know, uh, it's not the, I'm going to go see if I can get permission from my significant other. It's the, I'm going to check and see if that interferes with anything we're doing together. Which first. is so respectful. That's what we do. As I say, yeah. you know, somebody says, Hey, you want to go see a movie? Well, let me check with Sarah and see, you know, if that's going to interfere with our, our stuff. And it's not like, Hey, Sarah, <laughs> Will you allow me to go to the movie with the boys tonight? Oh my gosh. Give me a break. Like we've never done that. It's been, you know, are we doing anything? Is this going to interfere? And it's like, no, no, of course not. We value guy time. Oh, girl time. Yeah. It's good. Friend time. I mean, I've seen that too, where, where a lot of, uh, I know I'm going on a rant here, but I've seen a lot of guys get married and never be quote allowed to play video games again. That's not healthy. Oh my goodness. It, that's control. Like that's, well, maybe they couldn't put it down. Maybe they weren't present with their family. Well, that's bad too. 
That's not healthy either. Just saying. Balance. There. See? Balance. Yep. Love it. Guys, if you're a gamer, you put your women first and you game. You tell them. You do both. Like if you're not putting your women first, then no, you shouldn't be gaming. But if your woman's telling you not to game ever again, she's probably feeling a little unloved. That's, that's not good either. Like it's, ah, communication. We got to talk about this. Oh yeah. I don't know. I'm not a relationship advice expert here. We, we, we try, even though ourselves. I know it sounds like it. Yeah. We're, we, we're we just try. We just try to <laughs> see what works. Yeah. The school of hard knocks. That's yes. That too. Well, we figured it out in the beginning that, you know, talk about it and, you know, we'll communicate respect for each other. And we'll also know that, hey, here are some needs and let's respect those needs. Let's do our thing. Let's keep it easy. Let's communicate it. Never an issue. Mm-hmm. You had to have right? work me on because you're more verbal than I am. So I have to work on expressing myself. Yeah. yeah. I'm working on it. I'm getting there. 36 pieces of flair versus the standard I, 15. I do want to express myself. Yeah. Yes. But you still communicate. Yeah. Oh, I try. I've, I definitely try. And I understand like I, I play basketball with some guys, great guys. They never talk. Oh, they're not communicators. That's great. But sometimes it's good to still communicate regardless of whether you like to talk or not, regardless mm-hmm. of whether you're an introvert or not, mm-hmm. you still have to communicate. If you don't communicate, people assume the worst. And then they don't have the benefit of your brain. Like yeah. we said before. Mm-hmm. Yep. Anyway, I don't know. That's, that's our little, uh, you know, piece of, uh, what? encouragement yeah for the day hope so that's what it's intended to be all right well we're coming up on that hour mark but um i think we need to move into the next area do you think you think we're ready for that oh absolutely okay this is a very important thing here in the friday show of the real brian show but before we jump into that let me just say one thing really quickly love hearing from you in fact god you know being that this is the second week of the new format interestingly this friday show received the most praise. Oh, well, that's because of me. I know. Just kidding. No, you're not kidding. That's uh, <laughs> that's awesome. But it's because no. And I've, I've heard a lot of great things about the Monday and the Wednesday, you know, episodes as well. It's just this was received a lot of and that was interesting to me. It's mm-hmm. it's good. To, it's really good to hear that stuff. And I appreciate it. Yeah. So please keep that feedback coming. Please and do. here's something that I know uh, Miss Light here is going to request from you. And I'm just going to speak for her. Please do. Um, and this what is, is what are you going to say? This is the idea that, you know, we want to hear from you. Oh, yeah, of course. And she wants actual voicemail feedback so that she can hear them and listen to them. And then I can play them next week or whatever. Ooh. See, if I ask for it, you're going to not do it. But if she asks for it, which, you know, of course she is through my voice. I would love to hear from listeners. <laughs> How can they leave me a voicemail? Do do tell. Well, you know what I should do? Um, I need to get that speak pipe thing going up on the website. So maybe I'll do that before it gets too much later. Mm-hmm. Uh, so go to realbryanshow.com. I'll find a way to put speak pipe up on there so that the widget's there and you can you can leave a voicemail if you want. But you can also just record me, record both of us of, I don't know, like a voice message and then email it. That'd be great. TRB at realbryanshow.com. I will get that speak pipe thing up. I look forward to hearing from you. We both want to hear from all of you. So contact us, realbryanshow.com. Well, you know, I'd planned to do an interview with someone here, but it looks like we'll be wrapping up the show instead. I'm um, sorry I'm late. Why, hello there. Are you this week's guest? Yes. Probably the best that I know of. Well, okay then. Uh, and you are? Napoleon Dynamite. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us today, Napoleon. It's great to have you here. You guys having a killer time? I sure hope so. Are you, Miss Light? Well, of course I am. Well, what's there to eat? What do you mean? Oh, I'm freaking starved. I didn't get to eat anything today. Uh, well, we were going to make chicken for tonight. Do the chickens have large talons? Well, they did, but I ate them. Gross. 
freaking idiot. Dude, I'm just kidding. You guys are retarded. Hey. What the heck are you guys doing? Trying to ruin my life and make me look like a freaking idiot? Uh, no. Okay, fine. So you want something to eat? There will be plenty of chicken because I actually don't even eat chicken. Is that because you think you're fat? Because you're not. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> oh, uh, hold on. Sorry, Napoleon. Um, hey, your mic keeps falling there. Uh, stands a little loose. It's a piece of crap. It doesn't work. Well, it worked fine for my other guests, just not you for some reason. Yeah, hold on. I forgot to put in the crystals. Oh, yeah. Somehow I sort of forgot about that as well. Huh. Okay, well, huh, seems to be working now. Yeah, it looks pretty sweet. It looks awesome. Well, hey, Napoleon, so how's your day going so far? Worst day of my life? What do you think? Oh, why? I told you. No, you didn't, actually. I spent it with my uncle in Alaska hunting wolverines. Today? I caught you a delicious bass. Thanks, uh, th that's a nice gift. Unless she likes fish. Oh, yeah, good point. Yeah, well, I'm actually trying to like and eat fish again. She pretty much hates me by now. Oh, I don't hate you, Napoleon. I actually don't even really know you. That's too bad. But but we can change that now. Yes. So, Napoleon, how did you get here from Alaska so quickly? What? You said you were in Alaska today, hunting wolverines. How did you get to Colorado so quickly? What the heck are you even talking about? Uh, never mind. So me and you are pretty much friends by now, right? Uh, sure. Yeah. So you got my back and everything? Well, yeah. I've always got my friends back. Heck yes. I'd vote for you. Vote for me? What? For podcast of the year? <laughs> That's a pretty good idea. Wait, it is? Yes. Huh. Okay, well, yeah, we should totally ask people to vote for The Real Brian Show. Who are you going to ask? Uh, that's a good question, honestly. Is there is there even a Podcast of the Year award? Yes, like 50 of them. Really? Okay, so what would I even say? Your wildest dreams will come true if they vote for you. Uh, well, I'm not <laughs> sure that would work. What the heck would you do in a situation like that? Well, no, it's not that. It's just that it's not my style, really. Idiot. No, no, it's a good idea, Napoleon. We'll, we'll actually definitely consider it. Sweet. Plus, I could be your bodyguard, too. Or, like, Secret Service Captain or whatever. Well, I'm not sure we're actually going to need a bodyguard. Who's the only one here who knows the illegal ninja moves from the government? You trained with the government? Heck yes, I did. Wow, that's impressive. This one gang kept wanting me to join because I'm pretty good with the bow staff. Wow, well, you know, you should hire yourself out if you're really that good. Maybe I will, gosh! Well, yeah, and you could, like, probably make 150 k a year for your skills. I can make that much money in five seconds. Well, on that note, I, we really do need to wrap up the show. Fine! Well, no, it's not that. I just mean, you know, our, our time's up. <sighs> Seriously, Napoleon, we really appreciate you being on the show. Thanks. Do you have any encouragement for us? No, go find your own. Dude, seriously? I wish you'd get out of my life and shut up. Well, hey, I thought we were friends. You already are. Oh, I see. So you're friends with Sarah, but not me. Freaking idiot. Okay, Napoleon, what encouragement would you like to leave us with today? Just listen to your heart. That's what I do. Oh, that's beautiful advice. I hope your guys' experiences are unforgettable. Well, and uh, you do know what the music means, so time to rock it out of here. Thank you so much for joining us here today. It was a lot of fun. Special shout out and thank you to Emily Miss Ice for the blog posts and Josh Rivers for helping out with all of those awesome quotes. RealBrianShow.com. Monday, another awesome topic for you. Can't wait. I'm The Real Brian and Miss Light signing off. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514MediaEmpire.com.